Literally, all I can think about now when this song came on is that meme with Axl Rose and Mickey Rourke. <laughs> They make such a cute lesbian couple. Okay. Woo! Yes. It's the Queens of the Court podcast. Yes. We're the king size queens. <laughs> I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Anson. And this is the Queens of the Court podcast. We're here to talk to you about women's basketball, um, which is like... Difficult to do these days. <laughs> it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. Because, like, it's a lot of surprises. And it doesn't give us a lot of opportunity to podcast, but, like, whatever. All right. I feel like we can't provide a lot of facts. Um, Shit changes quick. Quick. So, uh, last time we, you know, broadcasted to all you uh, deliciously lovely people out there. Yes. Um, Yum. was right before the WNBA Finals between the Seattle Storm and the Las Vegas Aces. Yes. Um, we had, you know, strong feelings about how that series was going to play out and a uh, little hair flip. We were, we were uh, correct. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But, you know, since that time, you know, really why we haven't kind of been with you to, to – to bring you more info is that we've really kind of been waiting to see like how everything's going to shake out in the NCAA season. Um, you know, no offense to like Euro leagues and like overseas leagues, but like there's, we, we just don't pay that much attention to that. So it's just hard. hard. It's just hard. So there's some good basketball going on I, overseas. I got for how long, who knows? I got a lot of effort to put in for women's basketball over here. Yeah. But I just don't have that extra you know, for Euroleague, I'm not a yeah. like I'm not a complete like you know journalist, right? So totally. like that's totally. just not that's not my journey. That's <laughs> not my journey. Um. Anyway, so point being is that um we've been trying to bide our time waiting for you know the most up to date you know clearest information we can provide about what's going to be going on this year, and it's just uh, as time went on, it just became less and less clear. It's still so not very clear. That's why we just were like, okay, season's about to start. We just better do this thing. Yeah, I mean, this is like little like highlight high. This is things that are going to be happening. Show highlight high is that like hey girl hey, but yeah. you know highlight high. Highlight high. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it's we're gonna say what's gonna going on, and that's about it. Cause like some of the lists aren't still out. Some of the stuff we don't know exactly. You know what's going on. Right. And, uh, you know, as uh, coronavirus cases, or I should say COVID-19 cases, uh, spike across the country, um, there's the potential for, you know, shutdowns again. So we'll see what actually happens. But we're going to give you the information that we have today, and uh, you'll forgive us if that information changes tomorrow, (laughs) basically. So why don't we start? We're going to start just by talking a little bit about the end of the WNBA season and just kind of looking ahead to... You know what next year's WNBA season might look like. So um, it's fresh on everyone's mind, of course. The uh, best of five series between the Seattle Storm and the right. Las Vegas. Aces. It just happened. Just happened. Um, 
But let's just talk a little bit about that series. Um, Seattle won that series in very convincing fashion, 3-0 um, over the Las Vegas Aces. The games, you know, weren't really that close either. Um, I think game two might have been close. Uh, game one but... started close, uh, and that's what we thought would happen, you know. It was like when Seattle would wake up and Seattle woke up in the second half. So it was just pretty much game over from there on out. Um, yeah, I mean they won, you know, game three by you know thirty point margin. You know, game two by thirteen points, game one by thirteen points. So um, double digit wins in each of these games, and uh, it never really felt to me uh, like the Aces were um, were were a threat. No, I, and th- and that's kind of where we thought it was going to go if Seattle played how they can play. We thought they have the best offense and Vegas can't keep up with the three-point shooting that they can do. Right. That's what we were concerned about. So, like, they came out Especially hot. Especially with uh, Derek Hamby yeah, on the bench. Yeah, and they came out hot in that first game in the first half and they ripped a bunch of threes and it was great. And then second half rolled around and they weren't hitting the threes at the same rate. As they were, and then the game just started trailing away. And, like, that's what's going to happen with them unless they can figure out how to not be just a back-down team. All these teams are going to a three-point style of play. Yeah, I think it'll be different with Kelsey Plum back, with Liz back, with Dierka Hamby back. I think I think it'll be a different um, different thing. I think Angel McCautry did an okay job there. But, oh, um, I mean, they really play their she... offense through Asia Wilson. She, to me, Angel McCautry is the reason why they got to where they were. As much as Asia was the MVP, if they don't have McCautry as that complimentary second player to to the MVP season, they don't get to the finals. What a what a pickup! Like, uh, yeah, what a great year she had. Yeah, great year, great comeback year for sure. Um, And she did a nice job, you know, shooting the three. And and whether she stays with the Aces or gets a bigger contract somewhere else, I mean, you got to think she's going to be able to. Um, stay with the Aces? No, no. I'm saying like get a, a little bit bigger of a contract somewhere, and but go somewhere else. But honestly, it might not be about that at, the, at this point. Like she has a role and a job and a good spot and with a good team. Yeah. yeah. So it would be nice to see her go back there because I think Vegas, if she's back there with the rest of that team, they have a good shot of actually, you know, competing against Seattle. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of change the way they run their offense so that it can look more like Seattle. Because with that many um, kind of like stars on mm-hmm. that team, you know, that kind of want the ball in their hands, we'll see if they're going to be good at sharing it the way Seattle is, or if they're going to continue to play through like one or two players pretty consistently, which is what they have been doing. Um, yeah, you know, you don't want that, the, the one or two players like you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how the finals went. They pretty much were trying to play everything through Asia Wilson as much as possible. And Asia Wilson did an amazing job. She looked great. You know, she looked great. She looks super difficult to guard. If you know, she could just, you know, back, that, the free throw back that game up, you know, five feet. Yeah, back she, that game she, up. She becomes the, you know, she becomes that, like, you know, Stewie level. Of scary player. Yeah. I mean, the other thing she needs to learn how to do is pass more. You know, yeah, she needs to learn yeah. how to, like, you know, back down a defense, pull a double team, and then find the open shooter, and then they got to hit that shot. Um, she doesn't do that as much. She's yeah. the kind of player that when you put the ball in her hands, she's going to take it to the hole. She's kind of got the blinders on, sees yeah. what she sees, going um, for what she's going for. But she's really good at it. So, like, I don't blame them for wanting to play that way through her. 
but it's not going to win him a championship. And, and going back for last year, it you know, who is she passing it out to? Sugar Rogers, you know, like, yeah. like uh, I want her to take the shot. Kayla McBride. I, I'm just saying. I'm just Angel saying. McCaudry. Sure, but Angel McCaudry did a lot of her work though. Uh, uh, in the low post too, and like you know, driving and hitting down uh, down low shots too. Yeah. So it was basically Kayla McBride shooting threes, you know. And like if one per, uh, it, you just guard that heavy, they didn't really have a three point threat at a lot at a lot of points. So like, yeah, I mean, definitely going yeah. into next year, if they can get Kelsey Plum to just rip more threes or pick up somebody that can be a more of a three point specialist for their team, I think that could be really good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, as far as, you know, um, next year, they have the most talent coming back to them, I think. I mean, their um, size coming back next year is, is crazy. Yeah, I mean, the size is going to be good, but just I just mean, like, the number of players that weren't there for them, the impact players that weren't there in the finals, mm-hmm. like, three, three, three main roster, you know, you know players. Starters. You know, Liz. I mean, you know, Hamby Plum, comes off the bench, but, like. Hamby, but she's sixth woman of the year, so. Yeah. Um, with those three back, you know, can they challenge Seattle? You know, sure. Will they beat Seattle? I don't know, man. Seattle looks like a well-oiled machine that they these players have been playing together for a while. They have huge chemistry. They they know how to win together, and and they have Brianna Stewart. And I'm not saying that Brianna Stewart can win you a championship by herself, but this is a player. But Brianna Stewart can win you a won, championship by herself. <laughs> won four championships in college. And then since then, UConn has not won a championship. Okay? So, like, people say, like, oh, she had such a good team behind her, and UConn always wins. No. Brianna Stewart, you know, Final Four, you know, most outstanding player four years in a row. One championship four years in a row. Never been done before. She's in the WNBA. She, they don't win one their rookie year. But I think this is her fourth year, and she won one in her second year. And then she was out her third year and won one in her fourth year. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. It could be one more year in there that I'm missing. But... This is a player that wins championships. Yeah, that's all she, she does. does. All she does is she's, she's unstoppable. And yeah. she has a decent team around her, and Seattle's more than a decent team. More than it. It's, you know. Even if Sue Bird retires at some point, which, you know, God love her, at some point she's going to retire, but maybe not next year, maybe not for three years. Who knows? Totally. But even when she retires, they've got such a solid core. And, and, and the backup for her. You know, Jordan Canada's ready to be a starting point guard on the team. I mean, she um, you, she so, arguably could be, you know? Like, when she was out the year before, like, yeah. Canada they're, played great. They're just so well-balanced. Yeah, and they, they're, they're so well very, very coached very deep. The, and it seems like... Well-led by players. It seems it's, like, too, they are so smart with, like, whatever, like, if they bring in one or two rookies, right? Yeah. They are so smart in how they develop that player. Oh, my like, God. Like, Every time you're just like, wait, you have a you have another one, you have somebody else coming off the bench at six four that can p- dribble and shoot, and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? I mean, like, th- their player development is next it's, level. It's next like, level. Them in Minnesota, it feels yeah. to me, have the best player development. Yeah. They take like raw athlete and they like mold them into like being able to do very specific things at a very high level oh my god look at like how mercedes russell has developed for seattle this is a player who it felt like was always disappointing at tennessee and just never quite could like find her size and strength and on seattle she's she's been a beast for them like these last couple years beast and and i i just think what they have going for them with how they you know with what they do with their players they're not unless Dewey has another catastrophic injury, like God forbid. 
they're not going anywhere for the next 10 yeah, years. <laughs> like, absolutely. you know, like they're, they're going to be one, two, three max every single season that she's healthy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as long as, as long as this core stays together, I mean, you know, the, you can't understate the importance of Alicia Clark who had, you know, 21 points in game one of the I mean, finals she's their and... only one outside Sue Bird that's getting a little, like a little older. Right, right. Natasha Howard is still young, and Super we know young. how capable she is. With yeah. what she did when Stewie was out. Yeah, she became you know? Stewie and for she a bit. Have to do that. <laughs> you know, so she doesn't. She was Stewie year. light for for you know the whole season. She became the defensive player of the year. Like, yeah. uh, it's a very easy team to root for. They're a fun team with good personalities yeah. that like you know do good things for the game, and uh, they're they're a fun team to watch. You know, they're a really talented team, and and yeah. so. Um, it's it's hard to see, you know. Will they win a championship every year? Probably not. But like, they're definitely going to be in the conversation for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I um, love their ownership group too. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything about them. They're great. They're great. Great. Let's talk about some of the other teams that we think are going to be top teams next year. So we've talked about Seattle. We think Vegas will be a talk about team Vegas yeah. when they when they get their players back. Yeah, I think it'll help them if they can develop more of like a a three and D style than the kind of style that Bill Embiid has been playing. Yeah, they need to do a little bit. They got to expand that game a little bit more. I think so. Uh, but and God, if Asia Wilson started ripping threes, oh my God, what, yeah, the, what that would do for the team? Scary, scary. Um, so yeah, for me, I I mean, you got to think Minnesota is. The, one of the next up and coming teams, right? Big wild card, right? Like they got to happen with Maya Moore. You gotta think that they're one of the next up and coming teams. They're, you know, Crystal Dangerfield like played out of her mind this year. Um, you know, Sylvia was injured most of the year, like, and they looked awesome. And and, and like you have Nafisa just getting better and better, and like Demiris Dantas, Dantas, like I, I just think like Odyssey Sims is a great player. Yeah, I, I honestly <clears throat> think if if Maya comes back. You have to look at them as like a top three team. So I think that's the big F. I think yeah, that I, yeah, I think that's that what I'm saying. If yeah. Maya comes back, I think they're another team that we're like sky's the limit, scary. How good they could be with how much yeah, talent they have. And so they much have. talent. But I also think that without Maya, I think that there's a ceiling there. I think that they're not going to be as good as the Seattle's. I think they're not going to be as good as Vegas. I think that you don't think they keep getting better though. Yeah, I do think they keep getting better, but I think like you know some players have more or less potential than others, and I think that Cheryl Reeve is one of the best coaches at getting the most out of her players. But I just don't think that that team, as it is now, without Maya Moore coming back, okay, is a contender at any age or development. Okay, hear are. hear me out. I mean, no, that's not fair to say not a contender. I think I don't think they're going to beat. They're going to win a championship with that team. Okay, hear hear me out. What about? If Angel went there, no, I don't think that puts him over the edge. You, but I think that Maya is is, do you think is that a puts special that into the top, like in the top three though, like at like the number three team. If Angel went there and left Vegas, like it depletes Vegas a little bit. I mean, maybe I, I feel like it's kind of a moot point to be honest, because I just I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's a player that's going to fit well with what Cheryl Reed does with that team. Totally. So I, I, to me, it's just kind of like maybe, but like okay. I think that they're a better team. I think they're a strong team with their core, with the way they play, and I don't think they need like just a superstar on that team. I think that Maya Moore is a unique player that gives them something that they need as a team without taking away their identity. 
because she already knows that system and plays within that system and okay. has such a great relationship with Cheryl Reeve. All right, so we so, mentioned them. I hope she comes back because who, I would love who, to see who her else, play. Who else would you say would be in that top? Then? I mean, I think the Sun are, are a contender right now. I think that with uh, John Quill Jones coming back next year, I think her and Bonner and... Um, Alyssa Thomas? Yeah, I mean, Alyssa Thomas. I feel like the three of them are the most terrifying front court you could possibly deal with between what they can do shooting wise and rebounding and wise. what they can do rebounding and just how strong the, and intense they are defensively. So to me, um, uh, I and think if it's they a pick very up a guard from somewhere, any guard, maybe it's a rookie, maybe it's a up and coming, but if they get a guard that can do something special for them, I think that they're, you know, easily a top three team. So to me, um, I, I, you are right that those three players are special and we'll put them in the top three. But again, without that extra guard or something like that, I think they have a ceiling too. I think they're going to get that. I think that's they're going to pick that up in the offseason. I feel like they're, they're going to make that work either through trade or by picking someone because up. Or even through the draft because there's going to be a lot of strong guard-like draft talent or guard-like talent. In this draft. Yeah, because you look at their team, how they're comprised. Like, I mean, like the three of them, like they can expand the floor a little bit better than Vegas in the sense of their three-point shooting between their bigs right there. But Vegas has three bigs that are kind of similar, and you're just kind of like, nah. What it, nah. I mean, nah. Show me a team. Show me any, any team. Uh, uh, Liz, Asia, and Hamby? Yeah. So show me any team. In the WNBA, that can guard Bonner and John Quell Jones to the three-point line at the same time in a game. I mean, you you would have said that about Stewie and Howard too. No, I wouldn't have, because Bonner and John Quell Jones are both longer. Okay, okay, they're they're, That's they're fine. both longer, taller players. That's fine. That rip three. I'm not saying you're wrong, and, and they saying, shoot like, deep threes. You cannot guard the two the, of them at the same time. The two of them shoot. Deep three. Deep three. You can't guard them both at the same time. Like, look at Vegas. So, Asia Wilson isn't super comfortable guarding out at the line. Liz Liz will get out there, but I'm telling you, like, Jonquil Jones and Bonner are going to be quicker, and they're going to get their shots. Okay. All right. So, but then there's the rest of that team. What team? The Vegas. Sun? Vegas. That's I mean, my fine. whole point. But we're not talking about but the my, Sun my, versus my, Vegas. No, but my, my whole point court. is, like, the three of them matched up with them is like pretty good, but then the rest of the team just is like way better Vegas. So like to me, like the ceiling is just it's there. It's like you're the third best team right now. I think how the, how, how their te- <clears throat> if they get that guard like you're saying, I think they could go into that. I think if they get a defense first guard. That can help neutralize. Isn't that what Jasmine Thomas is? Yeah, that's what I mean. And you get a second defense first guard. Okay. My point is that oh, like all, heavy the offense, all the offense you need is in your front court. Between yeah, Alyssa yeah, Thomas yeah, yeah, you're like, right. driving and taking her pull-ups and getting fouled, Jonquil Jones doing everything, I mean, Dewana Bonner doing everything. you got to think she's going to have double, a double you don't need a ton arm surgery. Like, I mean, she's not, but like maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe she's, maybe she's like, fuck this, corona's going to happen, I'm going to get it now, whatever. But I don't think so, man. I think she's going to wait till her career is over. But I don't even think you need a lot of production out of your guard spots. If you have solid defense from your guards... I think that you're a competitive team if you can shut down the other, neutralize the other team's 
biggest scoring threats. And you have your own, which basically can't be neutralized. So, I think that the Sun are going to be in that conversation faux show. Yeah, if they get a if they get a guard. I mean, they were in the semifinals this year. If they get a guard. Um and they yeah. almost pushed Vegas. They pushed games to game, Vegas to game 5. They almost won 2 years ago pushing Washington to game 5. Yeah, Alyssa Thomas I and mean, Alyssa Thomas and Bonner both kind of have that like fuck and, you attitude. And they, had, they had a shit start to this season and they yeah. came back and dominated. Like this is a team that is really good. They're adaptable. They lost a bunch of players last year and they still adapted and did well. And they had a big big roster change and you know, the early part of that season, I could see that just being from the roster change. Yeah. You know, Courtney Williams, all those people gone. So, like, the the team was very different. But, yeah, so I think they – okay. So, so for me, that's – that's there you go. Okay, and so we talked about the Washington. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. Yeah. They're the other one that's the interesting one to me. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Mahisha and Allen got way better. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring back – the MVP from the, the season before, you know. And, I mean, and the you know, the champions. Yeah, the know? champions. You're gonna, but WNBA I'm, champs two years ago. But I'm saying you're gonna bring her back. You're gonna bring what? Who was out? Powers was out for most of the year. A lot uh, of people were out. I Natasha mean, Cloud, Cloud was out. Beastman was out for a little bit. Who who opted out of somebody else opted out of the season because of social justice too? I'm just forgetting who. Yeah, Cloud. That that was Cloud, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Then you have um, what? What is Tina Charles gonna do? Yeah, I mean that's that's, the, that's big, an interesting one. Where is, she goes if she stays there or goes somewhere because she's a free agent. Is um, she? Yeah, I'm almost positive she's free agent. You could look it up real quick because you got your computer. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what she does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a free agent, and I think she said that she wants to stay there. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if she went somewhere else. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Tina Charles is, is such an interesting player. I think she might retire, too. It's like one of those things, like, she does a lot of stuff outside basketball. And she, like, makes a bunch of documentaries. She makes a bunch of di- different things. And she's really in t- like tied into the New York City community, mm. hardcore. That if she just did stuff around there and, like went and did like <clears throat> movies and you know docs and things like that for the rest of her life i wouldn't be surprised i'd like to see her join phoenix i feel like that'd be a really interesting uh interesting player for them to add i think it, it's what they need yeah um because they've got a couple strong guards and they got Brittany griner and if they had like a player like tina charles they that need can, like somebody to take pressure off griner when she's down there right that's the real thing mm-hmm. she's always just been like a big out on an island by herself you know, like, it's kind of, like, I love Brianna Turner, right? Love her. She's great. But she's, like, 6'1". She's 6'4". She's 6'4"? Mm-hmm. Okay. But what's Griner 6'8"? 6'9". 6'9". Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's, like, they never really, I feel like, to me, they never had, like, another scorer down there with her. So, you didn't have to, like, double that threat. Mm-hmm. And she was able – you could just double Griner, just wait. Double Griner, just wait. You know, like – It'd be interesting to throw Tina Charles in there and so it's such a such a scoring threat that she is kind of like, you know, similar to Asia Wilson, like that elbow jumper down like under the basket. I mean, you could rip threes though. Too. You could run a pretty sick two-man game the entire game with two different players rotating basically mm-hmm. between like Tina Charles doing pick and roll with like 
uh, Trazi or or Skyler, and then like vice versa with like you know with Griner. Like uh, I think it could be really cool. They just got to do something like that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not sure that I think that Phoenix is going to be a big contender next year. I think that the Mystics are. Uh, It's unclear to me how well all of these teams we've talked about will stack up if everyone's at full strength. Like if Maya comes back. Like if all the Vegas Who, players who's one dark horse from it, the lower six? I mean, that we you haven't would, we haven't talked about Chicago or Los Angeles, and you got to kind of shout out to both those teams because they both had great seasons this year, and and they're both really strong teams that you know have the potential. Um, I don't think that either one of those teams is going to be able to roll with like Seattle or or Minnesota if Maya Mark comes back, but. Um, but I've been wrong before about those kinds of teams. So I don't think the younger teams are ready yet. I don't think Dallas is there. I don't think Atlanta is there. I don't think Indiana is there. I don't think New York is there. But those teams will continue to develop. I think they're just like a couple pieces and a couple years of experience away. I agree. Um, yeah, the Sun and L.A. are the two interesting teams to me going forward with aging. And... To see what happens. We're calling you old, girls. We just called you out. Uh, Los Angeles, you old. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, you mentioned all these big 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like, you know, three-point specialists, like, drive, yeah, how about do Candace all this. Parker buying a soccer team with her daughter? Yeah, like, dope. dope. Yeah, dope. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, you mentioned all these, like, up-and-coming, like, like monsters in the WNBA that can do everything. Monsters. And you you look at those She's a beast. you look at those two teams and you're like you don't have either one of those going forward. I mean who? I mean, come on. Candace Parker, man. She's a different She's player a than what she, than what she was. She, I love wow, her game. She was so good this year. I love her game, but it's different than what it was. She was so good this year. She was a defensive beast. She was ripping threes. Like I still feel like she's got it. Like I, I throw no disrespect or shade at Candace Parker. The rest of the world throws so much shade and disrespect nah, at her like all her. the time. I like her a lot. And I cannot because I still think that she is she is the player that she was when she was drafted. She is I mean, don't get me wrong, she's like, you know, different skill sets than she did then but i just mean like as far as like the renown of candace parker totally the totally. rookie who won rookie of the year and mvp in the same season the phenom out of tennessee all, all i'm just like, saying she's, is like she's candace parker the the game is just different she's more of a you know power forward to me now not like a three right right i think nba 2k gave her like a 92 or a 93 but like she was asked like in an interview like what she thought she should be and she was like I don't know probably like a ninety three or ninety two or something like, that's exactly what you are she was like, yeah, all right, whatever I'm gonna try to be better this year but. yeah I still like I, I still love her still love her game I'm just saying how all these teams are comprised like I just look at how every other team up at the top is is sitting and I'm like oh damn they have some people that are just the best and will be the best going forward yeah I mean I gotta admit like you know. Uh, the very little in women's basketball is as intriguing to me as what Brianna Stewart's career is going to look like when it's over. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> goat, goat, goat. But like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I guess that kind of does it for our wrap on the WNBA. Yeah. 
Uh, like we mentioned, Candace Parker and her daughter bought a women, um, uh, an NWSL, NWSL soccer expansion team. team yeah. um, it's an expansion is, team, it's too. It's an expansion team? Which is oh, amazing. super dope. Because it's a new, that fresh team. to expand. It's, it doesn't come, the team doesn't come out until 2021 or 2022. 2021, 2022 season. Mm-hmm. So that's when it'll be. But that's super dope. Um, yeah. You know, way to kind of give back to women's sports and want to, like, you know, continue to develop, like, the interest in our country in women's sports. I mean, love. She love, did love, it love. with her daughter. You know, That's a, awesome. Like, like of course her you're going to do it with your daughter, though. Like, right? Like, but to put your daughter, like, involved <clears throat> with it, like, to give her a piece, like, she's, like, this young girl. Like, that's so amazing. It's totally. so fun. Oh, uh, another quick one on super amazing women's sports things. How about Derek Jeter? Getting the first woman GM. Never give him credit for this. Ew. Ooh, I'm a Yankees never, fan. Ew, never start with talk about like advancements in women's sports. How about Derek Jeter? How about like, Derek yo, Jeter hiring Derek the number Jeter. the no, no, first no. woman no, 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 GM no, no, no. in any no, 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 sport? How, how, no, no, no. how do you next, say fuck look, G- next Jeter? Time, next time you announce something like this, you say, How about Kim Ng? Because she is the fucking name. bitch Perfect, though. who got hired to do the job. Yeah. She's the first. Derek Jeter first. is just the guy who hired her. How dare you give him credit yo, for this? Yo, I will How always dare you give him credit he's for this. He's my shortstop. I'm disgusted by you. He's my shortstop. I'm kicking you off this podcast, actually. He's my shortstop. I'm kicking you off this podcast. Ew. Yeah, after that little... little You're that hurt right now? You just praised a dude for a woman's accomplishment. Do you, do you see that? And I'm... And I'm was getting that? to the woman exactly. You I was setting it up. Guy. I was building it up. Started with I was the making guy. it so big. Congratulations to Kim Ung for being the first, uh, you know, GM, uh, first female GM in women in in baseball, not women's baseball, in, in major any league baseball, major sport besides women's sports. I don't like saying that because that makes women's sports sound like they're not good enough. So. Oh my god. Oh my god. She is the first female GM in Major League Baseball. That is the I'll just shut up. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Your attempts to 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 give props to this woman have have fallen ill as you continue to give props to men in men's sports. Anyway. Moving on. Go ahead, move on. Um, don't worry, I can just edit all that out. <laughs> you want you want to just try again? You can congratulate. No, shut up. Sure? Let's no. talk. Let's talk more about Derek Jeter. Let's talk. Let's talk about Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Go, come on. <laughs> what do you got? You wanted to go into the. Do you have other other news about? Important women's accomplishments that we can, uh, you know, men's accomplishments we that to... were done by men to give to women <laughs> as hand me downs. Yes. Congratulations to Joe Biden. Good job on getting a woman elected. Yeah. How about that? Let's let's call let's do it. Spin it that way. <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> I'm just calling it as it is. I anyway, mis- I misspoke um, for like a second, and like it's a five minute rant, just ripping me apart. So, for it. Uh, one of the big things. This is what our viewers want to hear from us. They want this. They want the drama. Anyway. Um, one of the big things, uh, one of the big themes mm-hmm, from this mm-hmm. uh, WMB season was um, social justice, and one of the big messages was uh, get out there and vote in November. 
Um, or before November, as, as we saw lots of mail-in ballots. Um, so uh, we thought that we would, at the very least, kind of say that we thought it was really wonderful, um, the voice that was being thrown you know, towards the politics in our country. And um, we had a record number of votes, over 150 million votes. Wow. were cast and received in this election and that is uh that is a record and um it's it's really nice to see uh you know that there's impact and that people are out there using their voices because at the end of the day you know that's our power to affect change that we want to see is is by voting for our elected officials so um congratulations to just the american people for getting out there and voting and and that's really what matters about this election not not the outcome so I mean, but the outcome was dope, though, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely dope. Uh, it was official today, 306. Done. It's 306. Done. Biden ended up Electoral getting... Electoral votes? Yeah, 306. Did he win everything that was left yep. on the table? Yep. North Carolina? Yep. Wow. Everything, su- everything switched from, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go. <clears throat> anyway, um, not to harp on politics for too long, but... Um, good job, uh, WNBA. Way to like put your voice out there and, what up? Uh, and affect change. So congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good on owners that put the. They all had all the owners of their teams, whatever arenas arenas they had. They had voting booths at those arenas. That was part of all their deals. So big, yeah. big, big, big awesome. Ups. Yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of players like helping out at like on poll day on on, vote, on election day. So yeah, it's um, nice because you can kind of blend good. you can kind of blend in and like be like, yo, I'm doing this, and nobody knows because you got the mask on, <laughs> right? Right. It's that good little that I little. I wonder how many people would recognize them anyway. That's what we're working to change. That's that's the change we're trying to affect. To- uh, totally, but like. But yeah, I wonder how many people went to like a polling booth where like NECA Gumake yeah, was working. Yeah, you had no and idea. Was just like, I don't know who this woman is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, that mask game, it lets you be out in public a little bit yeah. better. I mean, in fairness, there's probably like a bunch of WNBA players that could be working a poll booth that I could be at and I might not recognize them. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Um, let's be talk- the change, baby. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Let's talk about the upcoming NCAA season real quick. Yes. All right. So um, this is kind of where we've been biding our time, trying to figure out like how this is all going to go down. A um, couple big things have been happening on the NCAA landscape. You know, they've really kind of worked hard at like figuring out like COVID protocols for testing and for you know um, you know isolating and kind of reducing risk. So um, we've got a shortened season. You know, teams are going to be playing fewer games. Fewer games. Um, do you more have, games in their conference. Yeah, you have like a complete outline of it, right? I didn't. I couldn't find like the exact like detailed. Yeah. So I mean, every team's schedule isn't out yet. Yeah. Um, I know. No. I know. The that. season is going to start on November twenty fifth. Okay. Um. So we're just like a little over a week away from that. Oh. Um. And you know, usually Thanksgiving time is uh, tournament time. Yeah, big. Where tournaments. lots of like you know little tournaments kind of happen like all around kind of like the country. Yeah. Some tropical locations. So we're not really going to have that same kind of experience. There are going to be some multiple team events. Uh, we were talking about the one at Mohegan. That's 
being like you know built Bub- for Bubbleville. Like, yeah, Bubbleville, which That's is being built for yeah. all these different teams, men's and women's, and do a couple tournaments. Um, yeah. But just to give you kind of like some some restrictions that were imposed for COVID. So teams are going to be allowed to schedule um, 23 regular season games and participate in one multiple team event with up to four games in it. Or they can schedule 25 regular season games if they don't compete in a multiple team event. Teams must play at least 13 games to be eligible for the NCAA tourney. And uh, the committee has recommended that teams play a minimum of four non-conference games. Um, and, and typically we see a lot more non-conference games than four. Typically we see you know, totally. you know 12 to 15 non-conference games. It's usually what, like anywhere from 35 to 40 games the regular season? No, I think it's usually between like, like 28 to 30. I mean, uh, before the tournaments? Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm, I'm saying including, like, uh, yeah, not, not, not the, the winners, March Madness, but I'm saying everything okay. else. All yeah, those other randos. around 28 to 30. Okay. Um, so what we're seeing this year is we're going to see um, more teams within conferences. So we're going to see conference opponents facing off against each other multiple times for the most part. Um which, you know, there's usually one or two teams that face each other, like home-and-home home series or something, but there's going to be more happening. Yeah. Uh, some some conferences, like the ACC, for instance, have set up divisions within the conference. Yeah, I was going to so say that. that. By, by kind of, like, proximity, so that reduce travel and kind of, you know, create more games. So um, it was something like, local. I'm pretty sure the ACC was doing something like where they will play four games against all the teams in their little conference inside that. I think I think I think it's only only two. I think they play two games against each team in their little division. Okay. And then there's a couple other teams in the conference that they'll play twice. Okay. Uh, but that the divisions are set up so that at least you know some of the teams you're going to definitely play twice. Gotcha. Um <clears throat> So, we're going to have fewer games. We're going to be missing out on some of the interconference play that we see, like the Big 10 ACC challenge has Gone. been canceled. Um Notre Dame and UConn's annual showdown has been postponed. Um, so, uh, I think that we'll see, uh, fewer of those kind of big marquee matchups between conferences this year. Um, and, and so this will be a, a season that's, that's much more about like the conference and who's doing well in each conference. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, if it goes ahead as planned. Um, the Ivy league has completely canceled all winter sports for their sad. for the league. So we will not be seeing Princeton, we will not be seeing Harvard, we will not be seeing Penn or any of these teams from the Ivy League competing um on any stage this year. Yes, and they were the first ones to do it last year too. So it, it's a it's a it's bad, a bad sign. Yeah. It's a bad sign for sure. I, sign. you don't want to see the smart ones making the smart decision early, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, that's the Ivy it, Leagues, right? They better be smart. Jesus. They're the ones, you know, setting the trend, and then everybody's just going to be like, well, they did it. <laughs> so I think it'll be different because I feel like, you know, last year everyone was so unprepared. There was just there yeah. was no concept of, of how to deal with this. I mean, barely and any any people are going to have fans. Right. I mean, I mean, South Carolina's announced that they're going to have fans in their stands up to like 3,500 or something. I think I'll, I think most teams will not have fans. Um, I think there will be maybe limited fans allowed at some of the bigger name programs, um, like South Carolina's doing. Got to love them red states. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, uh, especially with the Ivy League setting the precedent of shutting everything down. 
but I do think that other conferences are not going to be caught like unaware here. It's like it's not like they're they don't have protocols in place. Like there's testing protocols, there's practice protocols, there's you know social distancing protocols. There's like there's all these things in place so that they can have a season. So yes, rates are spiking across the country, and that is what has inspired the Ivy League to shut things down. But I think I, there's another side of it too, though. The Ivy League is. You don't go to the Ivy League school just to play sports. You know, totally. the, their whole mindset is like, you guys came here to, because you're smart as hell. Yeah, you came here to run the country. Yeah, you came here to do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're not playing sports this year, who cares? Like, go focus on the stuff that you're trying to change the world doing. So totally. I think that's more of a thing with it, too, with those schools. Right. They pump out the smart people in our country. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna keep doing that, and they're not going to let s- coronavirus fuck up their plans with that so i think they just look at it the opposite of everybody else yeah the sports just isn't a big money maker yeah for it's not right and it's like these tv deals for all these other big big right. programs those are important right. whereas <laughs> yeah exactly like alabama yeah and notre dame if they yeah. don't have their sports programs that's a lot of money like losing. who the fuck is watching harvard Right. <laughs> I love not, you. Not, not even the students. That I'm go just there. saying they, they, they're not like it, um, when they graduate from Harvard. They're not like, ooh, let me put on the Harvard game. They're they're doing shit. <laughs> Imagine. Let's put them. I mean, I'm sure some people are. But like, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, no offense to any of the Ivy Leagues or any of their sports programs. Well, we've we're, seen we're some, complimenting them so hard, saying you guys really, are the smartest people. We've seen some really, and no offense to like Stanford or anyone else who has smart people. I, a lot of these schools have smart people. A lot people. of smart people all over the country. Yeah, there a are. A lot of dumb people everywhere, too. So. But, I mean, you, you, you picked out the other school that's like... You know, like stands that should be in the Ivy League, yeah, but they Stanford's, Stanford's play really, sports really better than cool. all of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> <That's it. sighs> but we digress. But we digress. Anyway, so um, really what it comes down to is the season's going to start in a little over a week. What happened? Don't worry about me. Nothing's happening. I'm just moving the song. Oh, um... <laughs> I got scared that like you had like stopped recording or something. I was like, "What happened? What happened?" All right, so we'll just we'll, we'll edit this all out again. <laughs> we have a lot of editing to do. This yeah, I mean you do. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say anyway. It comes down to the season starts in about a week and a half. That's what's scheduled to happen right now. It is unclear, uh, I think, whether or not the season's going to go on as planned at this point, but um, we are we are expecting it to. We are looking forward to it. We are going to give you another show at some point in the next week where we really get into the preseason. Yeah, stuff. We're they talk about the players. And they the haven't released those like you know the preseason lists in full. They released some and stuff, but yeah, we won't go over today. But yeah, we're going to go over them next when week. they all come out. We'll go through them all together and break down all those lists, break down all the divisions, and get a more clear picture of what's going to be going on. Yep. Um, one thing, other thing that happened that we wanted to bring up was just that um, you know they've kind of created this NCAA student athlete engagement group, which is really kind of designed to help uh, bring athletes, student athletes, um, into the fold on like important issues concerning the growth of the women's basketball sport as well of the women's basketball, um, <laughs> as well as kind of the challenges in today's like new normal with COVID. Um, 
so at least one student from every conference uh, is going to be on this committee, and uh, it should be a nice way to kind of you know utilize um, you know additional talents that these you know, student athletes have. So happy to see them kind of you know getting students involved in kind of the administration of the sport. Yeah, um, it's a great thing. You gotta you gotta say big ups to just keep keep going keep changing things keep you know getting better at like learning about everybody <laughs> and doing the right things word um and then what's the last thing i think we have like you know the big the big did news. you have some things no we covered all, all of them okay we wanted the mohegan sun was the big one that i wanted to make okay. sure i brought up but uh, the other thing was i mean you mentioned too was uh the number one recruit going to UConn. Oh yeah, Ozzy Fudd. You know, we, big deal. Uh, we all knew it. We, we kind of knew she was going to do that for like and, three years. Paige and her yeah. best friends, and Sudis um, Page picked it. We were like, oh, it was sick. So Ozzy Fudd's going there too. It is official, <laughs> and so a lot of people are saying like, oh, well, here comes the next three, you know, championships for UConn. I mean, I mean, you know, let's see if they do better than the last back-to-back number one overall picks that they got, which were Megan Walker and Kristen Williams, who have a combined zero. National championships. Uh, okay, yeah. So we'll see if Paige and Ozzy hey, can do but can do better. The women, the women's game has gotten very, very good over the last few years, and Yo, it I'm keeps getting saying, better. So if you're a number one recruit that goes to UConn, you don't win a championship. Like Katie Lou. That's real. I mean, she won one. I know, but she didn't. She didn't win any of the last like few years Sorry, without she got Stewie. One. She without Stewie. Whatever. She got one, man. Like you, right. you get one, you gotta feel pretty good. You get none, you're like, I failed. Yeah. Anyway, um, all, all, other thing I wanted to mention was uh, NBA 2K21 is out, and uh, for the first time, they not only have a full WNBA complement of teams and players and all that. But there is a full um, WNBA like my player story mode. Yeah. So you can create went your next own. Level. You know they they and that's what we were complaining about last year. We were like, come on, give me like the full experience. Like let me like you know come up through the ranks and and build my player. If so you're gonna you do it, now do it. Do it. You know, like just yeah. give us it all. So you can now do that. So I feel like we've like you know on some level finally arrived. At a place of equity. Maybe next year it'll be called NBA slash WNBA 2K22. <laughs> that'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. Um, anyway, so yeah, I think that pretty much does it for us today. We're going to come back next week with like you know, awards watches and you know what teams all the to look good out style. for, preseason rankings, all that good stuff. New, new, um, new intro music. New intro and outro music. What? Promised. Wow. What? Probably something to do with Derek Jeter. Yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Um and uh yeah, so this has been the Queens of the Court Podcast. We're the King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Henson. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye. Bye.